All right, guys, you're here with Josh Thompson. We're here doing another Punk's Opinion. No Sammy today. Sammy, is uh, his flight got canceled out of Vegas. He uh, was riding on the coattails of his uh, 102.5 K-Don radio station and got a press credential for, of course, the UFC 235. Went out there, but he got stuck out there, or so he says. Or <laughs> so he says. But he got stuck out there. Some flights got canceled last night. And now his earliest flight, he was able to get out today at 3 o'clock. I will not wait for Sammy because Sammy is... Shows no respect. Should have been home, ready to film. Anyways, look, um, it, it it happens, man. I get stuck all the time when I'm flying all around for uh, Bellator stuff. So, and even back in the past when I was doing stuff for the UFC. So, uh, shit happens, man. It, it is what it is. But um, I'm gonna drop this uh, punk's opinion. Oh, there he is Josh Thompson again. I'm gonna uh, what's it called? I'm gonna drop this punk's opinion on you guys. We're gonna talk, of course. We're gonna talk UFC 235 and um, the fights and how they went down, and we'll go from there, man. Uh, we're gonna pull up. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick and choose a couple of the fights here. Um, we we were just talking about the Johnny Walker uh, fight, so we're gonna go ahead and talk on that real quick. We were talking about that off before we started filming. So, um. Look, man, kid's talented. He's talented. He's good. Very explosive. Uh, he's going to have to work on um, his post-fight interviews a little bit. But I think, uh, obviously, the sky's the limit for the kid. I mean, 37 seconds is no, nothing to, to to scoff at. I mean, it's hard when you don't have a big pool of what to see or how good he is. But, man, you can tell that he's athletic. You can tell that he's explosive. <coughs> I mean, you know that he's good. I mean, he's very talented. I mean, funny as all hell. Kind of a bonehead, as you can tell after his after his win. He uh, hurt his shoulder a little bit, but uh, you know it happens. I mean, I always get nervous, like AJ Anthony McKee. Or not Anthony McKee, but AJ McKee does the, those backflips off the cage, and I hate those. And then who else did Eddie Eddie Alvarez and Gaethje? Like they they all do. I'm like, man, dude, you're tired. You could roll your ankle, break your leg. <sighs> just it drives me crazy i'm like and then the fact that it's always like the guys that are making like a good run they're like the guys that are that are like 13 and 0 or you know are just are they're already like number number two or number three on the on the ladder like getting ready for a title shot and i'm like no <laughs> like no if you break your leg you gotta put a plate in it dude you're out forever you know i mean it's crazy so it, it could change your it could change the way you fight um, you know, for me, I have a, I have a plate in my left, in my left leg. And it's ever since I had that plate put in, I haven't been able to really kick as well to the body with that leg. Cause it hurts me. Um, you know, just things like that. And if you kick the elbow at all, you could potentially, there's a good chance you could re-break it above the plate. So the bone is not as strong. So the plate like acts as if like, it's a, like a piece, which it is a piece of metal. And then your bone is like a piece of wood. And anytime you kick on it, the bone just actually breaks over the top of the plate. And uh, that happened to me a couple times getting ready for the the second Gilbert Melendez fight. And I rebroke my, my uh, leg three times above the plate. So even though the plate was there, the bone above it is not as strong as the plate, obviously, because of the titanium plate for me anyways. And I just kept rebreaking and kept rebreaking, And I ended up having a problem, you know, with that. And so after that, I just pretty much quit, quit kicking with my lead leg, which changed a lot of my game. So you want to, I, I would like to see these guys avoid these type of celebrations where they do things like this. I know it's, you know, you're caught up in the moment and adrenaline, but man, this kid's got a bright future and you'd love to see him stay on track. What a, what a, um, I just enjoy watching him fight. Like just does good. Like he just does great things, man. 
Love seeing him fight. He's on definitely on a win streak. I mean, he's 17 and three. I mean, young kid too. What is he like? 26, 27 years old. You know, but six six. That's nasty. That's super tall, long, lanky. 205. I mean, I thought, like, I mean, who knows? I thought Rockhold was big. Rockhold six three, six two, six three, six three, but fights at 185. I was like, man, you're big, and but this kid six six. That's that's crazy. That's unheard of. Man, making Joe look like uh. Those little like uh, those little trolls. <laughs> little the, it reminds me of, like you have him and then you've got like uh, Joe's bobblehead from that company or not that company. What's that? Plastics or whatever they make those little like they look like little bobbleheads, but they're not. But they're like little like uh, yeah, they make them. They're like this kind of like these little ones here, but they're not bobbleheads. They're uh, like they did like the John Wick one, the dog, and they did Joe Rogan. They did Joe Rogan's dog. They did the Chuck. I think they did the Chuck Liddell one. They did uh, Roy McDonald. That's the one I think oh, that yeah. made them popular with the bloody when he was yeah. bleeding from the Roy or from the uh, Lawler fight. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, like the future's bright for this young guy, twenty six years old. Uh, Producer Dave here's showing me his stats. I mean, seventeen and three, six six, two oh five. 26 years old from Brazil. I mean, man, Johnny Walker though. A name like Johnny Walker from Brazil. Yeah, weird. It's kind of strange. Kind of, it kind of threw me off when I heard him talk. I was like, oh wow. One wow. of my friends from <clears throat> that I grew up with is called Johnny Walker as well, from Scotland. Scottish guy. Yeah. Oh, it's funny though because he's he's, uh, he's like half Pakistani, but he's got <laughs> Scottish accent, white name, just yeah, looks a bit brown. It's well, you know what's funny, man, is um, <clears throat> it's funny is that. You know, the doc, like, I, I, like, scientists have said that, like, probably within, you know, 150 to 200 years, pretty much everyone's going to look pretty much alike. I mean, because you're going to have so many just interracial people, just everyone just talking, dating, like, having kids. And, you know, eventually, you know, I mean, I have, like, a couple of my best friends are, like, um, one of them is uh, black and the mom is German and Irish and Vietnamese. She's mixed. But their daughter, she's like, she looks like half black, half white, but she has red hair and freckles. She looks, she reminds me a lot of Jason. If you look up uh, Michael Strahan's daughters, she she reminds me of, like she has like the really curly like uh like remember that remember that show called I think there was a girl named Felicity on like this sh this show back in the day. It was like a sitcom, but yeah, see exactly like she looks exactly like that, just like beautiful, like kind of like uh. Like darker, a little bit, little bit like a uh, darker skin, but like really curly hair, but red hair and freckles. It's it's mm. like, but they're saying like scientists have said like basically, a lot of our population will start to look like um, like this because you know everyone's just gonna just everybody will start being with everyone. I think it's great. I think it's gonna be. I think it's Did great. you listen to the Alex Jones to Rogan? I listened to some of it. I can only I, you know look, I don't have a problem with Alex Jones. I can only handle so much of Alex Jones yelling into the microphone. <laughs> no, you know, I had to do, and I, even like the first 20 minutes I stopped and I list, I waited like a, a day and then I went and went back and I listened to like another 20 minutes. I'm still on it to be honest. I've, I've got probably like another hour left, but it's taken me some time. I can, I can only do so much. Like he's so all over the board, man. It's so crazy. And then, then when, as soon as uh, Eddie Bravo walked in, I was like, Oh fuck, here we go. Here we go. I'm like, man, <laughs> Um, but it's, it's so strange. I, I was just reading this thing about how, like, you know, 
you know it's like it's like a hundred thousand dollar fine if you like if you like kill a what is it called they were because you know one of the arguments they had first started eddie was kind of trying to get underneath his skin about the whole uh about the whole like killing babies you know at birth uh, or yeah, something yeah, yeah. and uh and, you know and they voted on that whole the i didn't i don't i don't know enough about that to talk about it but it does it's, it's it is kind of weird like if you kill like a bald eagle right like while the bald eagle is you know um if you're not if you kill if you kill a baby bald eagle you know or while it's still like in its egg or whatever and the same thing i want to say with like a lion or something like that there's another there's a couple other like endangered species but if you kill them when before they hatch then it's like it's what no but you understand what i'm saying like the eagle is what i'm talking like if you're killing like animals before they hatch it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollar fines and like prison time yeah, but then here you are saying like here they were talking about is that they're like voting to like go ahead and like kill babies after they're born. I, it really baffles me, man. I'm just it, I'm so. But that was a thing, and that was so a thing. Crazy. Like uh, I was watching something recently, just some news, and they were saying like they were showing you how they said that like they're not putting a time frame on basically when you can abort a child. It's, and it's so, like that to me is just baffles yeah. me, man. Like, where have we gotten to that point where it's like people think that that's okay? I don't understand. Like, you, like, look, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm pro abortion or, anyways, I just, I'm just saying that, like, if you knew you were pregnant, you should have had it way, way earlier. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just, look, anyways, let's talk about the fights. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, seriously, it makes me depressed to think that, that people are, are willing to go ahead and, have an abortion like after the like not even have an abortion like you're basically having the baby and then letting the baby be killed it just it just oh drives me crazy but yeah we're trying to ban guns because school shootings oh man it's 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 i mean i can't they're saying all the way up until the moment like that like the day before the baby's born should be able to do it i'm like but, but there, there was on? even someone there was even like a video where one where a woman was being pressed on uh, the baby actually being born and then being aborted and she and she was like well that's not out of the question like that's she couldn't give like a <sighs> definitive answer it was really that's so strange man yeah i don't know well, well i that's like a whole separate show we could probably try and talk on about something you know i mean maybe we'll have ed on because he works in the uh pharmaceutical you know industry and stuff like that we could talk with him about it he's he works with a lot of hands-on with doctors and stuff um man just I, yeah, I now fucking talking about just killing the mojo of this whole show. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, look, uh, Johnny Walker. Back to Johnny Walker. Um, you know, let's let's pull. You know what? Fight I didn't get to see. I didn't get to see this. It was the Mickey Gall and Diego Sanchez fight? I only saw like the highlight of it. But um, man, I mean, dude, I to me I thought shit, pretty crazy. Like Diego is still Diego. <laughs> If you don't have the conditioning and the endurance and the and the will to push and go crazy like beyond where he goes crazy, like he's the guy that will push the pace to the point of you just trying to break you. And you know, I mean, maybe he's done being I mean, he's possibly done being at the top of the echelon and the top I mean, like I think honestly and he I think he hit the nail on the head. 155 pound weight class is too big for or too small for him. He depletes himself too much. The 175 pound, or the 170 pound weight class is too big for him. He's kind of that guy that's stuck in the middle. 165, I think, would be perfect for him. 
And I think I think honestly it would extend his career. I mean, I don't know if he should still like you know I don't know. He had a good win. He does good stuff. He just he he loves to fight, and you can tell that he loves to fight. He still has a chin. I mean, just you know the thing that you run into. I think with a lot of these guys as they get older, this their chin goes. I mean, like I can give you an example. Like shit, man, I can't take a shot like I used to take a shot. But the guy the guy loves to fight. There's nothing you so can do guy. about it. He's just a scrappy guy, man. Like nothing you can do to stop what he does. And he's a fighter. He loves to fight. And just look at the power. Like he's never seemed like a really strong, physically strong guy. But he he goes good technique though. No, he's got good technique. He's got great technique. I mean, he needed that win. Like he he needed like he. I know I know he got a, a win before this fight, but he needed that win. Like he's that guy. You know. Um, oh. I think, you know, he just got stuck. He's stuck in that in-between weight class where, you know, you fight guys like Matt Brown who are big for 170 and you fight. I mean, I don't know how big Mickey Gall is, but he looked a lot bigger than Diego. You know, I mean, like you look at those fights and it's just, he's a small, he's a, he's a small guy. I think the 175-pound weight class is a good weight class for him. So who knows? Oh, let me see that fight. I want to see that fight. I didn't see that one either. <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to really watch the prelims, just to be honest with you guys. So I'm gonna actually break down a lot of the main card, um, but I'm just giving a couple little highlights through this thing here. Yeah. Cody Stani and Alejandro Perez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I trained with Alejandro. I didn't get an opportunity to see the the whole fight because I was uh, out at an event. Um, but oh wow. That was nice, Alejandro. I heard it was a good fight. Oh wow! The thing with Alejandro, right, is that he's a, he's too scrappy for his own good. Like he will stand in the pocket and throw and bang, and you know I love watching him fight. He pushes the pace. He's always in great shape. Um. Oh, nice takedown. He's been working with uh he's been working a lot on his wrestling. Wrestling's getting a lot better. Um you know, he's had a great opportunity to work with some of these guys. You can already see it right there. Ah. Uh. Well, hey, good fight though. Like I, what I can see from the highlights, it looked like they both brought it. It was a good fight, you know. Um, look, let's talk about more of the. Uh, let's talk about. I want to watch that. Uh, Zabit and Jeremy Stevens. Good fight. Great. Uh, I didn't realize how tall Zabit was. I mean, like, sure, you like you say like, oh wow, it's you know he's six one. What? But dude, he's fucking tall as fuck. He seemed like so much taller than Jeremy Stevens. I was like, holy cow. So, um, but I liked a lot of the stuff that Zabit did. I mean, like he did a lot, like that little like jump off the cage. He's just trying to do whatever. I think he feels so comfortable anywhere the fight goes, and he's only to get more confident as as he starts beating more top guys. The fact that he beat Jeremy did some good work. He's good on, he's good, got, got good hips, good on top. I mean, my honest opinion is. Is the rea the the reality of it all is like to have him fight somebody like a Yair Rodriguez, someone who moves 
um, is as well as him or somebody who is as explosive as him. I just don't think Yair can stop his takedowns if Zabit decides to wrestle with him. <coughs> uh, there's that fight. Um, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Mari, what's his, not Maricon. Um I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, he's same same division. What's his name? He just fought Aldo. I want to say he just lost to Aldo. I don't think so. Yeah, it is right there. Moicano. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So him, him and Moicano would be a good fight. I'd like to see that. I would also like to see him fight Yair just because. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not really a fan of Yair Rodriguez. Some people are. I mean, and the other thing though too is. You could possibly have him fight Korean Zombie. I know that Jeremy Stevens is a big jump up in competition for him, but the fight, the, like the the Korean Zombie fight and him would be a fucking great fight. The two of them just slugging it out, getting down in front of each other. I mean, like Zabit brings a different level, uh, you know, of of things that he will do in the cage. But man, I'd love to see that fight. That to me would be a great fight. Yeah, I just I think I don't think that Yair can stop. I don't think Yair can stop uh, Zabit's takedowns or anything that he does. And I'd like to see I'd like to see this whole thing happen. It's crazy that he can do forty five or six one. Huh? It's crazy that <clears throat> Zabit's six one and he's yeah, forty fives. It's nuts, man. It's nuts to think that that uh, that these guys can make these weights. It's crazy. Like I don't know how. Like when you stand next to Jeremy Stevens, like when I stand next to him, I'm like, I have no idea how he fucking wins. I don't know. I don't understand how he how he makes that weight. He is so big and like muscular. Like his back and his shoulders. I'm like, good god, he's a big like, he's a big guy. So and but for me, I mean, I'll always be a Jeremy Stevens fan. He's just someone who. He'll stand in there and he'll take the pocket and he'll just he'll just throw down and uh, it's great to see. I love watching him fight. I will always like tune in to watch him fight. Um, I think okay that was the that was the main event on the prelims. The next fight, I mean, my, let, let's talk let's talk Cody Garbrandt, you know, and and it just if you guys go back, I did a show on was it Saturday? We filmed Saturday, right? Uh, Friday. Friday. So I did a show on Friday. And I talked about how the the issue it the talent is there for Cody, but it's not that it's not it's not the talent it's the it's the it, I don't want to even say it's the fight IQ, it's just it it's it is the fight IQ it's you got to fight smart like he had him rocked a couple times he got caught into the same thing he got caught into with um, TJ Dillashaw he landed some big shots when he's out there having fun. Okay, and he's not taking things serious like he did with Dominic Cruz. He did it a couple times in this fight where you kind of start to see like he made uh he made Pedro miss. And when Pedro missed, he kind of like kind of like started dancing a little bit. When he's having when he's having fun, you can tell that like that he's not letting the person the person's uh get into his mindset. And he fights smarter. And this fight, he was doing that and doing well and made a couple little mistakes, got clipped a little bit, but Look, he was still in the fight. He's he's a gamer. There's no doubt about it. Like, but he got rocked a little bit. There was no reason for him to keep trying to put him away. Like, be patient with it. He got clipped there, and he just makes it into a slugfest instead of like, hey, I hit you clean. Now I'm going to sit back and try and pick you apart. But instead, he just keeps throwing, and it's like, dude, you just got clipped with a big shot. Take a step back. Get your breath. 
you know, and oh, man, and I'm watching it happen. And I'm just, and I already know it's coming and I'm still, fuck, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting because I know that like he just gets carried away and the hands are down and then he starts throwing and, and it's, ah, oh, it's a little bit of frustration level because it was the same punch twice. Go back. If you go back and rewind it a little bit, like it's the same punch twice. He throws the overhand, right? They both throw it and he gets hit a little bit. And then he take, they both reset and the same punch gets thrown again. And he gets hit again. So we got hit with the same punch, the same thing like with TJ Dillashaw, the same punch both times with TJ. I think he got hit with the same punch three times in a row. And it's it, it like I know it was a back and forth battle. I know that the fight, you know, uh, could have went either way. I thought it was a great fight. The thing is, is that you have opportunity like to to kind of start winning the round, kind of start putting everything in your way, like putting it on your track and like you showing your dominance. And then you go out there, you rock him. Sometimes take a step back. Okay, push, pick and choose your shots. Don't just start throwing and brawling. That's the thing. That, and he moves so he's got good head movement. He just does moments where he gets caught into this. I want to just brawl with you. He gets hit a lot, but if he if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't do that, um, he's got a great chance of beating all these guys and using his head move. If he continue, if he goes back to fighting the way he fought Dominic Cruz, like there was not a lot of emotion involved with that fight. He just fought a smart fight. Every time he hurt uh, Dominic, he didn't like chase after him and get overzealous. He just he just stayed focused and composed on what he was gonna do. And he just picked and he was picking and choosing his shots, making sure that he was never in range to get taken down. I mean, he did a lot of great things in this fight, but he, when you're fighting someone like this, you just cannot get caught up in that in that slugfest. And just knowing that the fight can end at any moment. If you've been rocked in the fight, that should already tell you that you know you can be hurt by this guy. So if you hit him and you hit him clean, like just take your time. Like boom, track after him. Set up your shit, you know, and and start picking him apart. He has all the ability, you know. Uh, but three losses like this in a row is it's got to be devast it's devastating, I think. And where does it put him? Do you think? I don't know. Let me pull pull up the uh, rankings. I I honestly couldn't tell you, man. I I mean, like it puts him. It probably puts him behind a Sun Sao and ahead of Dominic Cruz, but not by much. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped. Um. If he dropped past Dominic Cruz, even though he's beat Dom, I mean, only the only reason why, I, I mean, Dom's been he hasn't been active, so I could see him dropping soon. But they like Dom, so I don't think they're gonna drop Dom. I could see them dropping, you know, uh, Cody past Dom. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but the thing is, they're gonna probably try to match him up against somebody like Jimmy Rivera next, who has got big hands, also heavy hitter, you know. Um, I, I don't know I mean, that like or they're gonna have him fight Peter Yan, and that's another guy who can just box and throw down. That's a tough fight for him as well, especially if you decide to get into that scrap. I mean, his career. I mean, he's got he's got to be careful. He's got to pick and choose his fights right now, and make sure he gets a win, get back gets back on track. But the thing is, I gotta tell you, that fucking division is stacked. Like. You will never, you'll very rarely hear me talk about this division, like about lower divisions, like I am right now. That that division's fucking stacked. Marlon Marais, Cody Garbrandt, Asuncao, Dom Cruz. I mean Sterling, Rivera, Lineker, Yan. I mean, 
Moonhouse, I mean Pedro Moonhouse, the one that just beat Garbrandt, who's ranked number nine. Now he's fighting them. He just beat number two. I mean, uh, Dotson, uh, Cody, uh, the one that just fought Alejandro Perez. I mean, psh, dude, that's crazy. These guys are that 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 whole that whole division is pretty stacked. Thomas Almeida, I mean, that whole division stacked. I, I'm I, like, there's a lot of good guys in the uh, 145 pound division. But not as like that whole that whole that whole division in the one thirty five pound weight class is stacked. There's plenty of people for DJ Dillashaw to fight, especially Marlon Moraes and uh, and a Sun Sal. And then um, you got that new kid Peter Yan. He's coming out. I mean, that, those are some tough fights right there. Some tough tough fights, you know. And who knows? Is TJ Dillashaw the same guy after that Henry Cejudo fight? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Exciting news. Oh, man. Crazy. And then uh, what was the next fight? So, <clears throat> so the girls, but I can't find the highlight video online that you can watch. Yeah, I tuned in like right at, <clears throat> like I left after the uh, Garbrandt fight to go somewhere real quick and then to to the event. And I showed up like halfway through that fight. I mean. I mean, it was pretty much the same second half as it was the first yeah. half. Yeah. In my opinion. You are a little uh, sexist, though. Fuck. No respect. No, no respect. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, uh, I love watching Tisha Torres fight, you know. Um, but, yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm not going to really touch on that fight a whole lot. Um, I heard that um, Zhang came out. She had a good win. She, I saw, like, uh, she was able to get top position a couple times. And Tisha couldn't get off the bottom. So, I assume that she was able to keep going to the well on that. Um, I just like, I like, I like watching Tish Torres fight. She's just scrappy, good, you know, um, aggressive fights, fights a tough fight normally every time. So I didn't get an opportunity to see that whole fight. So I don't want to, I don't want to touch too much on it, but let's talk about probably the most controversial fight of the night. Uh, Robbie Lawler and Ben Askren. Uh, it sucks, man. Robbie can't, uh, and Askren came out right away and shot that, that takedown. And when Robbie was able to stop the, stop the takedown, I was like, oh shit, this may, this may be, uh, this may be pretty good. And when he, when Ben tried getting in, getting to the back, I was like, oh shit. And what Robbie did very well was when he was able to get on top from that position, he had Ben's um, arm trapped behind him. So when he had that position, I was like, oh shit, this is going to, this is going to nasty. Like Ben could not turn to face him because Robbie had his, his far side arm from behind his back. And then every time Ben went to roll away, he couldn't roll away either because he was getting punched on that side. It was pretty. I was pretty impressed with how well Robbie did in this fight. And from what I understand, Dana's already said they're pretty much looking at an automatic rematch. We're going to see if that fight happens again. But, I mean, if we go basically right from the beginning of the fight, the whole fight, I know it wasn't a long fight, but the whole fight was action-packed. For three minutes and 21 minutes, there wasn't a moment there where they were really, where they were, you know, and they were really like stopped in action. The thing that I like about Robbie Lawler is he lets it all hang out. But what I also like is, look, he had a reason to get up. He had a reason to get up and yell at Herb Dean. And I can, and look, dude, in passing, I walk past Herb Dean and I'm like, hey, what's up? How are you? But in my mind, I always think to myself, dude, you've made a lot of fucking really questionable decisions. He, to me, I honestly, I'm telling people, that they're like, oh, he's the best in the business. And I heard Joe Rogan say that, you know, um, 
say that earlier in an earlier fight about how he's one of the best in the business. Dude, I've had experiences with him. He's probably one of the worst in the business too. And that's the sad thing. Like, I like him as a person. Like, in passing, hey. He, but if, another, he's another one of the worst. Stop to rate there, though. He, no, no, he, he was still moving. He's still moving. St he was just stuck in a position where his arm was trapped behind his back. And he couldn't defend as well as he needed to. But he was still moving, trying to, trying to escape the position. But the arm going limb, do you think that that's a bad call? Well, it didn't go limp. If you actually look at it, he didn't go limp. He lifts it up, and he still moves it, and he moved it somewhere else. That's the thing. Like the other thing as well is you can talk. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a thumbs up. Like let me know what you're like if you're still okay. Like I, that's it's it's just one of those. The other thing is is Ben Askren's arm around his ear so he can't hear him. Is Ben like what? What's the position? I mean, to me, Herb Dean is he look see he still moved his hand so after he lifts his hand he moves it watch he lifts it right here and robbie's hand never hits the ground right there and then he puts it back down so he moves it up after herb drops it watch he moves it back up see so if you're gonna watch that replay over and over and over again it was a bad call but it was also it wasn't a bad it was it was a bad call in that scenario. People want to talk about the fight where, he, the, oh, he could have stopped the fight when, when no, he, he could not have stopped that. He could have, but it would have been even worse. I mean, that would that was just as bad as this call right here. He made two mistakes. I mean, he did, I don't think he made a mistake in the first one. He let it pass. For, the other thing as well, as a referee, you have to understand who you are cornering. Or not cornering, but who you are refing. You have to understand that Ben Askren... He always gets his ass kicked all almost every fight. He fucking gets beat up every fucking fight. The price he pays to get the takedown. Okay, that's his that's his game and he takes huge shots. Like big I I I commentated some of his fights when he was in the 1FC when he fought Sapo and man, he took some fucking big hellacious shots. But guess what? He just kept fighting. Never, there was never a moment in that fight where he was gonna win that, where he was gonna he was gonna give up in that fight. You have to know who you are refing, and you have to know how, like what what their style is. Like, do they like can they take shots? Can, are they little chinny? You know, like you have to know those things. Like, you got to be ready to jump in if they are a little chinny. You have to be ready to jump so they don't take un unwarranted uh, shots. Like, you you just. And the fact that he has not, like with Herb Dean, he should he should know Robbie Lawler. Like, look, you lifted his hand. He was already kind of like starting to stop the fight before he even like had let Robbie's hand hit the ground. So if you go ahead and play this again. I mean, he lifts the hand. He, he's already patting him on the chest. I don't understand what the deal is. Like he lifts the hand. Watch the hand doesn't hit the ground. That's what I don't get. Like, why are you hitting Ben Askren to tell him to stop the fight if the hand didn't hit the ground? You lift the hand, didn't even let, didn't even let it hit the ground. So we can go over that over, left and right, day by day. Robbie obviously jumps up in frustration. I, I honestly believe they're going to make this fight again. Um, it's going to happen again. But I mean, like, I, I honestly, I, I called this when I did the show on Friday. I said, Ben either taps Robbie or... No, but it's not limp. It's not limp. He's just chilling. I mean, like, no, but here, if he if his arm went limp and he was out, there's no way he would have popped his head out like that and be like, "What the fuck?" There's no way. 
even if you're like a little bit dazed, like even if you're not out all the way, right? There's no way he would have popped his head up like that. Like if I choke you a little bit and you start to go out and I let go, the first thing you do is you try to get your focus with your eyes. You're like, oh, like it's, you don't just pop your head up and go like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are you doing? Well, you can't stop this fight. It doesn't happen like that. Like when you're getting close to being choked out, you're, you have like, you know, the spots are there. Your, your equilibrium is not there. Like you're off balance. If he would have stood up right away, he probably would have been off balance. I mean, he was fine. What I like about Robbie Lawler is this. If you go to the next part, he is obviously really pissed off at fucking Herb Dean. But what I like is that he walks up to Herb. He's like, hey, man, it happens. Gives him a hug. Hey, this is the game. You know, and you can tell Robbie's frustration. You know he's frustrated. He looked fucking phenomenal in the beginning of that fight. I know it's a long fight, but fuck, man, he looked phenomenal. You know, it sucks. It sucks to see Ben Askren come into the UFC with like a tainted first fight. You know, um... I don't I don't see I don't see what else they're gonna do. They're gonna have to probably run it back given that it was a bad it was a bad stoppage. So Dana, Dana says uh that fight they're gonna run it back. Yep. Uh Ben says he wants the winner of Till and Masvidal. And then uh Usman says that Askren is the next title fight. Yeah, that but so it, no Usman doesn't say that. His manager Ali says that, I believe. Uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ali says Usman will fight Ben Askren next. Okay, but so so there's three there's three people calling different fights. Yeah, What's I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, who makes the decision? Yeah. That's what you have to remember. That like it's so funny. I love when the fighters are like, and the managers try to chime in, like, oh yeah, my guy's gonna fight this guy. No, he's not. He's gonna fight who the fuck I tell him to. Dana, per Dana White, <laughs> Dana White's like, you will fight who the fuck I want you to fight when I fucking want you to fight them. Okay. That that's the that's the deal. Like don't don't listen to what you fuck what you guys read on social media. Don't listen to that shit. These guys will fight who the fuck they want to fight. You know the the man, the Dana White will make that happen. Um. The one thing that Dana will do is he'll do what he wants. <laughs> that's you can guarantee that. <clears throat> I think um, I think my honest opinion is like really what comes next. Let me see what's here. So. You have Darren Till, who's fighting Masvidal. That's a great fight. To me, that's going to be probably a fucking... Could be fight of the year candidate right there. I love watching Masvidal fight. I came from the 55-pound division. Just a scrappy fucking guy. That's going to be a great fight. Uh, I mean, I think what's going to happen is Colby Covington's going to end up fighting um, Usman. I think all the drama that happened after the fight with Ali and Usman and in the casino and, and all the stuff leading up to it where there's videos of Usman talking shit to Colby, like in the back, I think before they were about to do weigh-ins and shit like that, all that stuff that was going on that leads up for a perfect fight with Colby Covington. Um, you know, dare, I think Woodley's going to take some time, going to pump his brakes a little bit figure out what he wants to do <clears throat> i could see him coming back and probably fighting somebody like dos Anjos, you know uh having that fight or um you know and we'll see I, I somewhere in there i think somewhere in there i'd like to see let me see what he pulling up <laughs> did you see that oh no <laughs> You know Woodley walked out to his song. I'll beat, oh, I'll, did beat, he? I'll beat your ass. That song. Oh, really? This is Woodley's song. It's called "I'll Beat Your Ass." Oh, and wow! Then, and then somebody made this remix. Someone made the remix. Called "He Beat My Ass." <laughs>
That's messed up. That's messed up. That's messed up, man. Wood's good, man. He's he's talented. He's good. He just didn't seem himself. I mean, we're gonna. I don't know. He just. I think Usman's wrestling kind of threw Woodley off a little bit. I didn't like how Woodley kind of went to the. He went to that guillotine a couple times, and I didn't like that. Like it, when you're, like I know you got to go for broke, but not to a position that's gonna put you on bottom. I also would have liked to have seen Woodley maybe try to wrestle himself a little bit. There's. I mean, if he was able, if he would have been able to get. Uh, Usman down and been on top of him. I think he could have done some good work. Uh, make at least make Usman like um, put some energy out to get up and go from like kind of zap and and also make him think about that takedown. It seemed like Usman was the one dictating every time they would wrestle, every time that they were going to throw. I would have liked to. It just and when I talk and and this is another thing is I talked on Friday about this. The way to beat T. Wood is exactly how Usman did it, and I said it before. I said the way you beat him is like a Nate Marquardt, a Nate, Nate Marquardt did in Strike Force. He pushed the pace on him. He stayed in front of him and just kept pushing on him, pushing on him, leaning on him, hanging on him, pressing him to the fence, doing those things. Those are the type of guys that beat T. Wood. Guys that can like press him to the fence. Guys that can potentially threaten the takedown. Guys that can... That don't slow down as the fight goes on. I was impressed how Usman was able to keep going hard for five rounds with the wrestling and the takedowns and and the grinding. And man, he did some good work. And, and he's a big guy for the weight class at 170. He's a big guy. And uh, this was this to me was it was a great coming out party for him. I, mean, I know that everyone has seen him fight. He's done really well. He fights really well. Like he's been dominant. But to dominate T Wood the way he did this way was very impressive. But I think you're going to end up seeing him and Colby Covington next. You're going to see Ben Askren fight um, probably the winner of Masvidal and uh, and um, who was it? Masvidal and Darren Till. He'll probably fight the winner of that. And then I think T Wood will probably come back down. Maybe fight Dos Anjos or he'll fight uh, what's that? Ponce B. What's his name? Ponsonibio or whatever. You know what I yeah, mean? That Santiago. guy's name. I can't pronounce that guy's name. Ponsonibio. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Leon Edwards and uh, and T Wood fight either. That'd be to me, that'd be a fucking real exciting fight. There's another exciting fight I'd like to see. So you got Leon, or maybe you know that that's a fight I'd like to see. Did you see? Did you hear someone ask T Wood in the post fight, um, "Are you going to go to 185 and try and take that belt?" And he said, "I'm going to get 170 belt back first, and then go up to 85." That just it puts it. It kind of it kind of it's a little weird <laughs> to go 85. Yeah, only because. He's not a he's a he's short and thick for 170. Like he, his shoulders, his back, but he's already carrying a little bit too muscle too much muscle for that weight class. You know, I mean like for his size. I mean, I want to say he's only 5'8". You know, so if you put him if you put him at 185 against guys like Rockhold who are 6'3", you know, guys like uh who's the guy that uh I mean Whitaker's pretty tall as well. Um not, who's the guy that Gaslam's fighting there now? Oh, Adesanya. He's like 6'3", long, lanky. I mean, like, he's going to have a hard time getting in on those guys. You know, Usman is a pretty big guy. I, I've had a chance to, like, uh, watch him train with Henry Hooft and, you know, in some of the back rooms that, at Bellator and stuff like that. And he's he's a big guy, long, lanky, super explosive, trains hard. Um, but uh, it he, he was able to handle, like, kind of manhandle T Wood and I think the guys at 185 are going to be physically just too big for him and I, I hate to see his career like derailed you know with with some fights at that way he's good at 170 man he he's you know 
Ben Askren, like I, th- I think they're me- I think they're missing the boat right now with how exciting their 170 pound division is with Darren Till, Colby Covington, you know all these guys that are there. T Wood, Dos Anjos, uh, Leon Edwards. I think they're missing they're missing the boat on adding that 65 pound weight class because then those guys they could have two champions that are fucking exciting as fuck. You have three, all three of those champions: 55, 65, 75, all. Super exciting. And then talk about the shit talking you'll get from weight class to weight class. Cause like, yeah, fuck that guy. I'll go up and fight him because I don't need to do shit but cut weight. Like I'm already on track. Like I'll I you know, like I'm small for 165. Like you could see that happening. A lot more of that happening. And that's that to me is what I think brings uh, would bring more excitement, even more excitement to the UFC. I mean, fuck man. Yeah, I don't know, man. They like he's uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Kobe Covington's got his hands full with Usman. If he fights Usman, oof, he's got his hands full. You know, Usman's good. I, 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 his stand-up's a little suspect. It's not as good as I thought it would be. Um, don't get me wrong; it's still pretty damn good. But um, did you see that um, Kobe got banned from the venue, but he still somehow got in? I, I saw an interview where he talked about it, but I don't remember. What they he probably said. allowed him into the fights. Or <clears throat> uh, is it was it at the MGM? Uh, no Timo. Oh, they probably let him into the fights, but they probably like he couldn't be there before or he couldn't hang out afterwards. They probably escorted him in and out. Mm. I would imagine just strictly for like after the whole Khabib thing, they probably were like, look, we're gonna walk you in and walk you out. They'd be stupid not to have him there. Did you see uh, Usman like almost getting an altercation with him right after as he was exiting the cage? Yeah, yeah, they try to, but you got, but here's the thing though, and look. Dude, you're, you guys are all managed by Ali. Ali, you got to do something, man. Your guys are all going to end up getting suspended. Don't don't antagonize this shit. And Ali's like my boy. I, I love... He talks. He talks a big game. But his guys right now are the best in the business. They're fucking really good. And he's got some other guys, too, that we haven't even heard of yet. Or we've heard of, but they just haven't got to the... They haven't had their opportunity to fight in the higher ranks. He's got a fucking... A slew of dudes that are just... They're doing their business, and you got to tip your hat. He's he he puts his work in. He's all on board. I mean, like this dude is he he's doing a great job with his his guys. Like I I I give my I give my guy I give Ali some credit, dude. He's he takes care of his guys. He backs them up one hundred percent. He sticks up for them every opportunity he gets at every turn. He does what he can to make sure that they're taken care of. He shows up the like the, the day they show in. You know, for they they fly into wherever they're fighting at. He's there as well. He's there with them. Like he, he'll he'll leave on like Wednesday, like knowing that they have press stuff, and then he'll leave after the press stuff, and he'll fly somewhere else, go be with his other guys where he's got to be with them, make sure they're okay, and then he'll fly back, you know, for the the other guys' fight. The guys, as a manager, Ali does a good job, you know, and um, you know, and it's a it's a new era, I think, a new era of managers. I was just talking with some of the uh, who was I talking? I was talking to someone yesterday about this. About how there's like a new era of managers. You got Tiki Goshen. There's a new era of managers, man. These guys are they're they're a little bit younger. They can some of them came up in the sport, but they're a little bit younger and they're hungry. These guys are hustling for their guys. You know, um, the days of like the the older school guys, like the Monty Cox and like some of the other guys that just like the guys would come to them because they they handled a big crew of guys. Mm-hmm. Well, those guys never really did. They never really went out and got business they went out never really went out and hustled for it these young guys man these young guys are hustling for their shit um 
you know, I mean, like you've got young guys, a lot of the, like, I think that whole younger generation of guys that came in was like that Malky era who handled John Jones or I think maybe still does, but like he kind of was that like brash, quick talker type thing. And now these younger guys are starting to kind of be like that. It's like kind of falling into that, that, uh, you know, just, just that it would be like almost like a Hollywood version of like what a, what a sport agent is supposed to sound like when you watch Entourage, Ari. Like that's exactly like if you've never watched that, like Ali reminds me of like Ari from Entourage. <laughs> but look, dude, he does a good job. Like you know, he's he handles a lot of good guys. He's got a lot of fucking fighters. I want to say he's got like fifty or sixty something fighters. He's got a lot of good fighters. And he's got he's got handles Henry Cejudo, Khabib, and Usman now. All three of them world champions. I mean, he's got a bunch of guys that fought in the PFL that all won the PFL. He handles a lot of good guys. He knows what he's doing. He's doing a good job. You guys can say whatever you want about him and his political stuff and his ties with whoever else you guys want to say he's tied with. I don't know any of that shit. I'm just strictly saying as a person, I've been around him. Never had a problem with him. Okay, I've known the guy a long time. Um, you know, um, all the way back from when Benson fought uh, Frankie Edgar, I went out to help Frankie Edgar train for that fight. Um, the first and first and second fight, both, I believe. <clears throat> and I can tell you that, like, I've I've known him since then, and you know, he really wasn't managing anyone. He was just helping out with Frankie and some other guys, and but now he's. He's one of the managers to really keep an eye on, if you know. And uh, he, what I can tell you is, he does. He cares about his fighters. He cares about his fighters, and and uh, he looks after them, and he's there for them. And I'm pretty impressed, man. You know, he shows up, trains with them, rolls with them, does some things with them, like you know, he he spars with them, you know, a little bit. Does what he can to like help his guys get better. And it's and he he's not he's not too shabby on the ground. You know, stand up wise, he's got balls. He'll throw. Doesn't want to get hurt. You know, he's got a family and stuff. He doesn't want to get hurt, but. You know, his guys will pick on him a little bit, but I like, he's got, he's got a good sense of humor and he takes, he takes his lumps when he needs to. And it's good, man. He's a, he's uh he does a good job, but it's the new era. It's the new era of managers. Um, tip, tip my hat off to Usman, man. He came out, implemented his game plan was able to ragdoll wood around a little bit with the wrestling, able to control the top position, but, and people want to, people want to say like, Oh, well, they didn't look him safe. He looked flat. He looked this, he looked that. But if you go back and you watch the fight with uh, Nate Marquardt when they fought in Strike Force, uh, and Nate was able to fight him and beat him, it was a very similar fight. It was that like M Nate Marquardt just pushed the pace, kept in front of him, never really let him get set, never let his confidence get going in the fight, and that's the way he beat him. Like he was able to dictate the pace of the fight from from beginning to end. Just nasty. I mean, like, but he was able to dictate the pace of the fight from the beginning to end. Uh Marquardt took some big shots early and we knew that. But then as the fight went on, like he was able to keep pushing on Woodley, keep pushing. You could see Woodley slow down. And this right here, it seemed very similar to that. If I went back and watched that fight with Marquardt and then I came and watched this fight again, it really came down to the fact that Marquardt was able to weather the storm of what Woodley did, and the same thing Usman Marquardt just uh, Woodley just didn't get off with Usman, and Usman just pushed the pace, pushed the pace, and kept coming forward, kept coming forward, and that just changed the tempo on how Woodley would fight. And then once that got set into his set into his frame of mind, it just changed, man. That whole thing changed. It was it was strange. <clears throat> it was strange how it all kind of came about, but uh, 
you know, we're going to, I guess we'll see if he makes any adjustments on his next fight on how he potentially will end up fighting uh, Usman again. Because I, I think, I think Woodley will get back to the title shot. The only concern is, though, is where do you put Ben Askren in there now? Ben fights, uh, who does Ben fight? Oh, man. Who does Ben fight? The winner of Till and Masvidal. Yeah, but Ben fights the winner. But does he? Or does? Or will he end up fighting for the title? And if he fights for the title, Woodley and him will not fight. So then if he beats Usman, because I think he'll out-wrestle Usman. If he beats Usman, then what happens? So then you have Woodley who can't fight for that title anymore. Then what happens? He goes. Then he has to go to 85 because they've, they've openly said that they will not fight each other. And they've said it a bunch of times. And I mean, like... I found it. I found it hard to believe that that would happen, because they're going to be stuck in this position where who's going to fight who, and if someone has the title and someone fights for the title, we'll cross that bridge. I think when they get to it, I did the same thing when it was supposed to be Gray Maynard was supposed to fight for the title if he beat T.J. Grant, then Gray lost, then I was supposed to fight for the title against Pettis, <clears throat> and then everyone's like, well, hey, Khabib's twenty-one and zero or twenty and zero. You guys could end up fighting each other, and I was out cornering Khabib, you know, for one of his fights, and they kept bringing it up, kept bringing it up, and I was like, dude, we got so much time between now and then. I mean, look at Khabib just barely got the title last year, you know, and here we are. It was like five years later, you know, and so so much stuff can happen in between. So I think they'll cross that bridge when it comes, when it comes down to it. Oh man, do you think Ali wants to do Askren because he's confident that? Usman can take it, so he's like, let's get no, a good, let's get an easy. I think for Ali, I think Ali would like to beat him because he doesn't have a loss. <clears throat> I think that kind of like sets sets the tempo uh, for it. I also think that he doesn't want to give Colby Covington an opportunity to win. Doesn't want to give Colby the chance to fight Usman, at least not right now. I think he, but I, I think it'd be a better fight for him. I think the Colby Covington fight is an easier fight for Usman than the Ben Askren fight. You know, I think Ben has a good chance of out wrestling uh, Usman and out scrambling him. And <clears throat> even though Ben doesn't look like he's physically strong and good, but he's good, man. He's good. So that makes for an interesting fight. Can Usman stop? Uh, can Usman stop? Um, what's his name's fight? Uh, takedown. Ben Askren's takedown. We'll see. We'll see. I think um, Ben's gonna end up coming in. And he's gonna if he fights the winner of Mazdal, I, I I honestly believe they're gonna have Lawler and Ben run it back. That's my that's my honest opinion. I don't think there's any other way around it. I think they're gonna have him run it back. If and, and Dana seems like he's already got it set in his mind, but that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna run it back, and then that gives that gives T Wood an opportunity to potentially get an automatic rematch. Or, um, I I, I think I think they would. The reason why I think that Dana would do the two where they where they run both those things back is because the dominant performance that Usman had against T Wood it puts T Wood out of the title contention for a while. If he loses, again. if he loses again, and then that helps Dana because Dana doesn't want to have to deal with him anymore. Yeah. Okay. Now we'll have Ben fight Robbie, and if Ben beats Robbie, then okay, Ben will fight Usman and leaves Colby Covington on the sideline for a little bit. If Ben doesn't beat Usman, then you get Colby Covington and Usman to fight. Or if Ben doesn't beat uh, Robbie, then you get Colby Covington to fight Usman until, you know, uh, Robbie is works his way back up for a title shot. Dana White loves Robbie Lawler. So if that fight, like, Robbie's will always be maybe one fight away from a title shot. 
And if Robbie beats Ben Askren, I could see them putting Robbie right back into that title shot against Usman. After Wood and and, and Usman fight again. So I could see I, I could see them doing it. I could see them doing that. So anyways, let's talk about the main event. Uh I watched it. Uh half heartedly I watched it. I'm not a big uh everyone should know I'm not a John Jones fan. Uh and no, it's not because uh he fought Dan, he bought DC and he beat DC. No, it's not that at all. Uh it's because I think he's a cheater. But that being said, you can't take away his talent. He's very good, very talented, very good all the way around. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crown him as the GOAT only because he's a cheater. But you guys can go ahead and say whatever you want in the comment section, which I'm sure you guys will. You guys are ruthless on YouTube, man. YouTube people are ruthless. I actually go there just to read the comments. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. You guys are brutal. Not just to me. You guys are brutal to, like, Sammy. You guys are brutal to the fighters. Like, oh, that pussy. He should have fucking done this. He should have. I love the guys that sit on their couch and talk talk how fighters should have fought or what or what Dana should do next. I think it's great. It's fun. Um, so John cheats again. Yeah, John. I mean, like, look, he got hit again with the picogram thing. Let's not even not just, just that. Let's not just talk about what he he cheated with the knee. Oh, he cheated with the knee. Oh, like, yeah. So the picogram thing, we'll we'll bypass. We'll gloss over that. It, it happened again. Um, you know, um, right from the right from the beginning, Anthony Smith looked like he just was showing him too much respect. It was very much, honestly, it was very much like the fight with Jose Aldo. And Moicano, how he just seemed like he was showing him too much respect. Like he was good, Jones is good, but he just he never really, never really put himself out there to win the fight. Didn't really take any chances. If you're gonna beat someone like John Jones, you gotta try to beat him, man. And like, and you can't just wait for the opportunity to open up. John Jones is not gonna open up an opportunity for you to win. He's just not gonna do it. Like that. You need to create the opportunities. And if you wait on him, oh, he's just going to fuck you up. And that's exactly what happened. Anthony Smith just looked, he looked out, he looked outclassed. I liked, I like watching him fight, but he just, he showed him too much respect, which made him look like he was outclassed. He just didn't pull the trigger. And if you're going to go out there, this is your opportunity to win a title, man. This is your opportunity. You may never get this chance ever again. And you just let it pass you by. You were okay with just going the distance. And you should never have that mindset of, of the, I'm okay, I'm good. I went the distance with John Jones. No, man. You got to go out there and get it. If you guys get an opportunity and a chance, like if you guys go back and you guys watch my second fight with Gilbert Melendez, I came back after the, the fourth round and my corner said, look, if you don't knock him out, there is no way you're winning this fight. You need to go out there and knock him out. And you got to go back and you got to you got to watch the fifth round. I there was there wasn't a moment in that round where I actually punched myself out. I couldn't even I could barely stand. Like you, those are the type of things you have to remember. The, the title shots on the line. That's all you got left. And I'm just using that that fight as an example because that's the first thing that came to my mind. And speaking from my own experience, that I'm just giving you guys something to kind of like uh, go back and take a look at and, and look that fifth round. The second round goes down in history is like one of the best rounds ever. And then also to the, the fifth round, it's just I knew I, I was losing the fight and I had to go out there and get it done. In this fight, though, Anthony Smith just just it doesn't look like he just looks like he's comfortable getting through the fight. That's it. The next thing I want to talk about is the illegal knee. Now, 
he did an honorable thing. Anthony Smith did an honorable thing. I'm going to tip my hat to him. He did an honorable thing. By getting up and continuing to fight. The only thing is, though, and, 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 and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. He should have took the he should have took the win. It would have been DQ. He would have been the champion from illegal knee. They would have fought again. He would have made more money to fight John Jones again. He would have made more money. Now he's gonna fight. And I'm just simply saying from a business point of view, you guys need to understand from a business point of view, he should have taken the win, the title, and fought again. They would have given John Jones an automatic rematch. And they would have fought again. He would have made way more money. From a business point of view, as a as a person, he did the right thing. Okay, he did he he did a right he did the right thing as a fighter as a person. He did the right thing. But if you want to talk business, he fucking screwed the pooch. <laughs> he fucking screwed the pooch. He would have got the automatic rematch. He would have made a lot more money. He would have been the champion during that time. He they would have he would have been the champion at that time. <clears throat> Unless I'm missing something. Because intentional, clean, hard knee like that, it, you can't say it's accidental. He was covered up. Like it'd be one thing like if he shot in and his hand or knee hit the ground and he hit the flying knee and boom, he got knocked out. They, they, I think they would have ended up going to the scorecards. And then John Jones was obviously winning on the scorecards. But, or it would have been a draw because they have to give the two-point deduction first. They have to give the two-point deduction first. And then that happening, that would end up being a 9-9 round, 9-9 round. This happened, I think, in the fourth round, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, I mean, like, it would have been close. It would have been a close fight. It would end up being a lot closer of a fight. But <coughs> John still would have won. So they would have went to, like, an accidental uh, foul. Like that, but this was not an accidental foul. They could they call it that's why they took two points. I believe they took two points for this. So that being said, he would have ended up being the I think he would have ended up being the champion. I could I unless I'm missing something. I'll have to talk to Big John McCarthy on this and get his uh get his whole ordeal. Let's see if he can break it down for me a little bit better. But I can tell you right now that he would have made a lot more money the second fight. Had he just said, like, hey, Oh, I can't continue. I know it's a scumbag thing to do. I'm sitting here telling the guy, like, you would have fought the second fight and you would have made a lot more money, could have moved on to, to fighting other guys after that second fight. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you would have, in your mindset, changed the way you fought. Go back and watch the first fight and be like, look, I should have fought way differently. I'm going to change it this fight and fight and have that fight. Maybe you would have fought a, a way different fight. And had a better showing the second time. But just from a business point of view, you should have taken the illegal knee and just went on for the win. Just my only, my, my, just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. You know, as a person, you're a good dude. <laughs> Anthony Smith, you're a good dude, man. You, you did, you did a good job. You did, you know, I mean, it just wasn't your night, man. But I, I think you should have taken the foul. <laughs> you could have got paid double the second time around. And, um, you know, and in that weight class, like you're going to be, you're at the top still, even, even, even like after you would end up fighting some guys that were in that weight. Who's that? Who's who's in that weight class? We got Gustafson, 
DC's gone. He's not in that weight class anymore. So they got Gustafson. They've got Tiago Santos, who Santos, I believe, is getting the number, one, the next shot, is what, I, from what I read, Dana had said. Santos is fighting for the top. Blackowitz, I mean, Blackowitz and Anthony Smith makes a, oh, wait. Yeah, Blackowitz and Anthony Smith, because I was just thinking they just fought, but they wasn't. That was Santos. Blackowitz and Anthony Smith would be a good fight. That'd be uh, great to see. And then who else is there? Corey Anderson and Ozdemir, those guys. I mean, the division's not really that stacked. Jimmy Manawa's tough. Glover Teixeira, you know, he's getting some miles on him, man. He's having a hard time. Ovid St. Pru, uh, you know, just kind of in Mauricio Shogun. He's got he's got some miles on him as well. So when you get to like Corey Anderson, that's kind of where the you know Manawa and Latifi those guys are good. I, I'm just not sure like if they're ready for that next level of guys like Santos and Gus and you know and uh, and Ozdemir and those guys. So, but it does make I, I think he should have I think he should have taken the the win. Look, this is just my recap. If you guys don't like it, you guys can leave comments in the comment section. Let me know what you guys think, but. I just feel like Anthony Smith showed him too much respect. Showed that he was a good dude in the fourth round when he didn't take the illegal knee. Could have been champion, I think, and then moved on. Who knows? But, um, I mean, money-wise, it would have been a smart decision. I think if it was not for a title, I think he did the, he should have done the right, he did the right thing. But for the fact that the title was on the line, could have fought, fought it, uh, John Jones again, had the automatic rematch, and made double the money. Maybe even more than double the money. So um, that's what he should have. It's <laughs> my personal opinion. <laughs> but um, overall, I mean, what'd you think, Dave? I, what'd you think of the the, the overall card? Uh, Did thought, it live up to what it was supposed to be? I thought it was amazing, <clears throat> amazing until uh, Woodley and Isman. I was really disappointed in Woodley. So there's there's a lot of flack going around with um with the ref. John Anik came out and said something about how if you can pull it up on his Twitter, he came out and said something about how like the refs were inconsistent about standing him up. Like John Jones was able to press uh, Anthony Smith against the fence without really doing any action, and they never stood him up or never did like never broke him. Then you have um, then you have uh, I don't even know how he worked Twitter anymore. How, where do you see his most recent? I don't know. Go to his name. Walking Gage seems it was a healthy weekend. Yeah. So then, and then John Anik comes out and says like they're just the, the refs are being inconsistent on like how they do it because Usman kept getting stood up with T Wood like nonstop. So that being said, I mean like look, every ref is different. Every ref is human. Like that. That's it's gonna it's gonna be different for every ref. And depending on what the action is going on, I, I don't think Usman ever deserved, or Woodley and Usman ever deserved to really be stood up. Usman was doing work. But I think in terms of, for the fans, I actually, when I was watching it, I was actually encouraged by the fact that he kept getting stood up. I actually enjoyed it. You saw that the fight wasn't taking a different turn. You might as well um, stand the fight up and see if you can create a little bit more action. Um, sure, the fight was was busy on the ground, but it wasn't like anything was not nothing was really getting done. Nothing was ever like hey to the point where he's trying to pass, trying to get mount, trying to get to the submission position or a finishing position. I think that needs to be, I think that needs to be um, set up. Like hey, if you are not trying to pass guard or you are not trying to finish or you are not trying to trying to work to a, a finishing position. Or trying to put them away with like some sort of vicious ground and pound or like some sort of work, like then then I think the fight needs to be stood up and it, 
every ref is different. Every ref will call it differently. Um, how Herb, I mean, not how Herb, but I mean, how whoever was refing the, the main event, um, they decided to let the fight go on with John Jones and press him against the fence, doing work against the fence. But the fight's still on the feet. A lot of that, a lot of that stuff, the fight was still on the feet. When they were on the ground, I mean, John was doing landing some good knees, some good elbows. Um, but also too with Anthony with with the main event, it's a lot harder to open up when someone is just kind of curled up or being very very defensive. T. Wood kept trying to do things and wasn't able to do anything. And then Usman wasn't really trying to pass, wasn't really trying to do anything either. <clears throat> he was doing work as far as like body work, you know, head work. He was doing a little bit of combinations on the on the ground. You know, physically we looked phenomenal. But at the end of the day, like they, they weren't, neither one was really gaining ground so, and they were both trying to work. So why not stand them back up? And the fight ended up right back down on the ground again. But why not just stand them up and like let the, let the thing go on on the feet? They're, they're both trying to put an effort out. In the main event, Anthony Smith really wasn't putting the effort out on the ground. He was uh, being controlled and dominated um, to the point where he wasn't even really able to, to put any um, offense. He wasn't even able to produce any offense. So that's I think that's a big reason why because the fight could have been the fight could have ended at any moment had John Jones just decided to like go ahead and like open up a little bit more, you know. So had John decided to to really try to put him away, I think he could have put him away maybe in the third or fourth round. Uh, he just didn't do it. So I don't I don't know what's behind all that or you know, but that's what happens. Um, I think that pretty much covers it all, man. We covered that whole show. Is, is there fights this weekend? Yeah, Derek Lewis versus uh, Dos Santos. Oh, that's gonna be a good fight. Yeah. I like Derek Lewis, man. I, Dos Santos just hasn't been the same since he fought Kane the last two times. I mean, his little chinny, um, still fast, explosive, still has a ton of power. Power's the last thing to go. Um, in a five round fight, though, Derek Lewis tends to slow down. In that third, you know, in three rounds, he slows down. Five rounds, I mean, it's gonna be a tough fight for him. And uh, Dos Santos has shown that he, he has the conditioning to go five. He was the champion, former champion. Like, he can go five, and he can go five hard. So uh, it put this puts him right back in that title contention, though, though if he gets a big win over Derek Lewis. So I'm ex I, I actually am excited for this fight. Is this on ESPN? Um, this upcoming one. <clears throat> Coffee's cold. <clears throat> Not so good anymore. I know. Same here. Uh this Saturday, ESPN Plus. Oh, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Good uh, nothing, nothing like. And how much is that? It's four ninety nine, right? Yeah, that's not, I think it's five bucks. That's not bad. Not bad. It's not bad. <sighs> Can't be that. And they still have the fight pass. Fight pass is ten bucks. Or did everything move to ESPN? What do you What do you mean? Did ever them move to ESPN? Like, cause they do they still have P? They, cause ESPN has their own app. <clears throat> did Fight Pass just shut down, or is this Fight Pass still around? Fight Pass is still around. Uh, there's might be early prelims. Uh, there's no early prelims. ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus. No, they definitely still have Fight, pa fight uh, Pass because I've been using it. Oh, uh, who else is on that card? Uh, I don't know if you'll even know any of them. Let me see. Tim Means. Nico Price, that should be a good fight. Ben Rothwell, I haven't seen him fight in a minute, man. And then um, Blagoy, uh, he trains at AK, so he's a big guy. He's been getting ready. Uh, Tim Bosch, <coughs> I 
Oh, I don't even know who, how you pronounce his name. Man, there's a lot of, like, Darius is fun and entertaining. Go back down. Darius is fun and entertaining to watch. And then Drew Dobert, he's exciting as well. Good fight. So, I mean, that that should make for a good fight. Darius is fucking exciting. It's so fun to watch. Like, he had one of the, his fight against um, Edson Barboza. Fuck, what a fight. I know he didn't come out on top. He got he got clipped with a big flying knee. But fuck, man. He, that fucking fight was awesome. He was he was fucking, he fought his ass off in that fight. He's exciting. Does some crazy ass shit. Good looking dude also. I didn't realize that until right now. Good looking guy. Um, Grant Dawson and Julian Arosa. I don't ever heard of them. So I got to do some research on these guys. Start figuring out who they are. And then the uh, girl fight. What's her name? Oh, Marianne Renault. Renault. Versus. What's her name? Yana Kanis. Kaniskaya. Huh. Interesting. I'll have to watch that and see. Um, I mean, yeah, that's the fight for this weekend. But, I mean, like, Derek Lewis and Dos Santos should be a good fight. That should be a good fight. I mean, look, the overall conclusion... The overall conclusion from this week's show is this. You're probably going to see T-Wood get an automatic rematch so that they can potentially get him out of there, out of the title shot. Maybe he'll go to 185 after that. If he doesn't get the automatic rematch, I don't know. I think they will give him the automatic rematch because... Dana doesn't want him to be champion anymore, so they're going to put Usman there. Usman had a dominant performance. Good chance he beats him again. Um, then that puts T-Wood out of the title picture for a while. So he would have to fight a couple fights to get his way back. That puts that gives Ben Askren and Robbie Lawler a chance to run it back, which they will, I think. And then the winner of that will potentially, I think if Ben wins, he'll fight for the title. If Ben loses, if Ben loses, Robbie Lawler will probably fight um, either for the title because Dana White loves Robbie Lawler, or ben, or Robbie Lawler will fight probably either Darren Till, the winner of Darren Till and uh, Masvidal, <clears throat> because that'll be a good stand-up fight. I think those those will be the fights that you put together. <clears throat> That's for the welterweight division. As far as John Jones, Anthony Smith, I mean, Santos is going to be next for, for John Jones. Anthony Smith, I'm not sure really what will be next for him. Uh, maybe a little bit of time off, see exactly what happens. Cody Garbrandt just needs to fight smart. If the guy fights smart like he did against Dominic Cruz, the sky's the limit for him, man. You seen he got headbutted, by the way? Oh, I mean, possibly. I, I have experience with that. Um, yeah, possibly. I didn't, I didn't see it. Um, but when you're putting your head down and just swinging like that, there's a good chance you do get headbutted. You know, um, but I can tell you already, Cody, don't try to fight it with the, with the athletic commission. There's no way they're going to overturn it. They're going to tell you to go fuck yourself and you wasted some time in your life, you know, going and talking to these idiots that have no idea what they're talking about with the sport. Uh, it's a waste of your time. Just take the loss, move on, get a win and move from there. So that's our recap of, uh, UFC 235. Here with Punk's Opinion. Hit the subscribe button in YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. Hit us up. Let us know. Let me know also, too. Hit me up in the comments section, man. I'm going to try and record again this week, uh, probably a couple times. So we're going to probably push out this thing for fan questions for this week. Um, getting ready for April 27th. Also, Bellator, John Fitch versus Roy McDonald. Uh, huge card. Alima Lay versus Vito Ortega. Like, there's Ben Askren versus Adam Piccolotti. You've also got... Ben uh, Askren? Not Ben Askren. Sorry. Uh, 
Ben Hen- Benson Henderson fight Ben Askren. Benson Henderson fighting out of Piccolotti, and then uh, there's another big fight on there too as well. I can oh, gosh, what's the other fight? There's another big fight on that card as well. So April 27th, big fight uh, for Bellator, and then this weekend Derek Lewis on there as well, uh, fighting Dos Santos. Oh, Diego Herzog is on there as well, good jiu-jitsu guy. They only, uh, they only have two fights on the main card, by oh, the way. Oh yeah. There you go. Yep. All right. Well, that's what that's all we got today. So Ben, uh, not Ben. ben I keep saying Ben Asker. So thanks for joining me for Punk's Opinion. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. If you guys have any comments or questions or anything, I will talk about uh, whatever comments you guys uh, put in the comment section. And please do me a favor, share these videos. We have cuts and splices on YouTube as well. Please share those out on your guys' social media. Uh, I'm trying to grow this thing as much as I possibly can and uh, get this thing going. All right, you guys. Hey, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. And uh, leave your comments in the comments section, and I will uh, probably answer some questions. If you guys have questions, hit us up. I'll have Dave put out some question stuff too. We'll do a fan question maybe this week. Uh, Answer all your guys' questions, and we'll go from there. All right, guys. You're here with Josh Thompson. Thanks for tuning in.